0: Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast, a little bit jazz wild. Um, it's, I'm gonna be honest, it's 2.30 in the morning right now as I'm recording this and I'm up because I tried to go to bed, I was extremely tired, was ready, and then just couldn't fall asleep, which is something that happens every once in a while, um, I know people love sleep, and I mean I do too, but me and sleep don't really get along all that well sometimes, and today was one of those days. Um, So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy what I'm going to talk about today, and if you're new here, I hope you also go back and listen to the first two episodes because you can listen to any of mine in any order, and I mean this is only the third one, but I encourage you if you listen to this one and you're new that you do go listen to the first two because I think they also help explain a little bit more about me and what this podcast is going to be doing, hopefully. Um, Yeah, so I guess we should get started. So what I'm going to be talking about today is kind of a mix of being an adult, making decisions, um, how you handle people in your life who may not approve of those decisions or who may not see you, um, and your worth when it comes to those decisions and just things like that. Um, a lot of this stems from my time when I went to Bible college for two years, which, no, today is not a specific episode on religion. For those of you who are listening who may not be into that, that's your choice. Um, me having a religion in my life is my choice. And so, like I said, this is not me going to be sitting here for 15 minutes preaching at you. No, this is me just talking through a story that I think a lot of other people, whether or not you went to Bible college or in church, may have dealt with. So what I'm talking about today goes back to, um, I think, about four years ago. And it was something that I didn't expect because I guess I just never had experienced anything like it before. And when it happened, I kind of just broke down because it was just... So confusing to me as to why people I cared about so much could be so, I guess, blind to what they were doing and how they were treating me with their words and actions. Um, So what happened was a couple years ago, like I said, about four, I was dating someone. And it was someone I loved very dearly. And we were long distance, which is no fun and not easy. And I guess I would never do it again unless, you know, I absolutely had to, which would really be a stretch because I just, I can't do that again. Um, But we were wanting to double date with some friends because when you're long distance, you kind of, you can have dinner dates together, but they require being in your own home and like you can cook together and you can eat the meals afterwards together but it's not the same because they're not in the same place as you but so we had some friends who were in the same state as me who we wanted to go on a double date with and so I brought it up to our friends I asked them hey I think this would be really great and a lot of fun and my best friend she was like yeah we'd love to like let me talk to him we'll see how it goes and then we'll go from there and figure out a day and whatnot she was really excited which I mean, so was I. So a few days later, when her boyfriend comes over to the house, he says, hey, I want to talk to you. And I said, all right, what's up? And he, we sit down in the living room, and we're talking. And then he says that they're not going to have dinner with us. And I asked him why. His response was that we are not on the same level of spirituality or, I guess, faith level that they were on which I just didn't understand then and still don't understand now like four to five years later because if you go to church no matter what religion it is I mean especially Christianity you know that your faith is not a works-based religion you're not supposed to be like accomplishing all these things and all of a sudden you've reached the point where now you're good enough. That's not how that works. I mean it's not. I sat there after hearing those words and I said what? Because I just I guess my brain couldn't compute the words coming out of his mouth because of how ridiculous they sounded and so he repeated it. He said he, they just well mainly he didn't think me and my boyfriend were at the level they were at, so he didn't feel comfortable having dinner with us. And again, I'm sitting there, and if you're a female, I mean, I don't know how guys are when it comes to trying not to cry, so if you're a female, um, you'd understand this, but I was sitting there, and it's that where you're trying to hold back the tears, and you're blinking, and you're like just trying not to cry because you don't want to give them the satisfaction of them seeing you cry, but you're also just so angry and hurt and confused and upset that you just have no other response but to want to cry. And that's kind of how I felt because it was like I'm sitting there listening to someone that was close to my boyfriend, whose girlfriend it was my best friend, and I'm being told I'm not good enough. And that because of that, I'm not allowed to have dinner with them. I'm not allowed to just eat a meal and hang out with them with my boyfriend. And all of these thoughts are swirling around in my head and I'm trying not to cry. And so I'm like, all right, thanks. And I get up and I go back to my room and I shut the door and I sink down against it. And I just lose it. I'm, I'm crying, I'm sobbing, I'm picking up my phone. I'm calling my boyfriend praying. He answers the phone because If he doesn't, I don't know what I'm going to do because I'm just so hurt and angry and disappointed in people I trusted so much. And so he answers the phone and we talk and I let it all out. And it's been four to five years now. I forgave them a really long time ago. And I think I chose to finally talk about this, really talk about it now because... I'm at a point where I do think about it and it still bothers me, but it doesn't make me so angry that I just can't even process it because I used to be that way. Every time I thought about it, I'd just be so upset. And I mean, I've cut them out of my life because I was not about to sit there and be told there's a standard I have to reach with my friends to be good enough to have dinner with them. That's not how a friendship works. That's not how being religious, in any form, in my opinion, should work. And so I felt like I was finally ready to talk about it, and it fit in, the story fit in to my main topic for today, which kind of, also, like I said, ties into Bible college, which is where this all happened. Um, because I wanted to mainly talk about I, the two tattoos I got are um, very important to me, because I always told myself if I got any, they had to matter to me in a deep and meaningful way. I'm totally fine with anyone else getting whatever the heck they want, wherever they want. That's their choice, it's their body. But for me, I didn't wanna just get something random that I would eventually get tired of or regret. I wanted something that would mean something to me years from now because of the reason, like because of just whatever story is behind it. So the first tattoo that I got, um is in hebrew which i know i went to bible college it's kind of cliche that i got a hebrew tattoo but um i got it checked out the um meaning of it before i got it don't worry i've gotten that question a lot uh from people who've seen it but my tattoo means woman of strength um courage valor um it's part of proverbs 31 and the reason i chose to get it Is because when I was going to Bible college, I heard this all the time that, oh, she's such a Proverbs 31 woman. And oh, I really like her because she's a Proverbs 31 woman. And I think I would fit well with her because she's such a good Proverbs 31 woman. And so she's got it together. And I'm standing there or sitting or whatnot, and I'm listening to this and I'm going, well, I mean, but what am I? like no one had told me that or no one had talked about me that way and I wasn't like I wasn't the girl that doubted my self-worth back then as much as I do kind of now I'm working on it I'm getting a lot better but I was a lot better I guess back then just because I hadn't been around a culture that had put me down like that and so I'm hearing all these things and I'm going but wait Am I not a good enough Proverbs 31 woman for a guy to want me? Like, I am a decent human being. I go to church on Sundays. I try to make good decisions. I'm adventurous. I'm fine. I'm all of these great things that I thought were good enough, that I thought, you know, maybe someone would like me because of who I was, because of all these things. But in the end, no one did because I wasn't the perfect Proverbs 31 woman. And I just realized every time I say that word, I struggle to say it. So if it sounds funny, I'm so sorry because it's just, I don't know. But that was a huge thing that I had to deal with the two years I was there because it was hard to hear that. It was hard to watch the people around me get told what wonderfully perfect Proverbs 31 women they were and me stand there on the sidelines being told i'm a great person being told i'm nice and kind and caring but and i mean it it is my fault for like having the mindset of my worth being put in like i guess being given from a man i mean like i said i had never dated before college which also didn't help so i didn't know how it was supposed to work i didn't know how this whole guy seeing me wanting me thing was supposed to work so it was like whole new territory and I struggled a lot with my self-image and my self-worth because of that I mean I already struggled in other ways in that area because of like other things I'd gone through before I got to college but that was just a whole new defining thing that I had to learn how to process and work through and so I chose this tattoo because For me, it was me reclaiming it. It was me reclaiming something that had been perverted in my mind because of the way the people would talk about it and say things and do things. And I just, I really like Proverbs 31. I do. It's a wonderful little passage. And like I said, I got this tattoo to remind myself every day I am a woman of valor, and strength, and courage, and all of the things that are in that passage, I am that woman, and I'm not that woman every day, I'm not that woman all day, every day, I'm human, I am imperfect, I make bad decisions sometimes, or I, you know, stray from the path that's right, sometimes, I'm human, and I guess I got the tattoo also to remind myself to be kinder to myself, to remember I am all those things, and it's okay if I'm not all those things all the time, because they are still part, like, a part of me, and so that was something I've definitely had to come, like, to terms with and grow in a lot the past couple years, and it's not the people around me that made me feel that way's fault, I mean, I mean, kind of, but they're human too, and they also didn't realize that's not how you, like, I don't want to be, be described for my the things they think are perfect or the things they think I have to be I want to be seen for the things that like no one talks about like people always go oh uh, she's so cute because I like her eyes and or she's got a cute body or she's got a nice smile or they tell me I like you in that dress or they hit on me because you know I managed to look decent that day and so they thought they had the right to come up to me and tell me you look smoking hot today in those like those clothes. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't dress up for you. I dressed up because I wanted to, because I wanted to feel good. But you know what? That's how it is. I want to be told, I like you for your words. I'm a writer. To be told someone likes me because of my words would is just something, you know, amazing. That would make my entire day. Or if they say, I like the way you think. It makes me want to talk to you more. Or I like the way you do this or that. Like, who I am isn't defined by how I look. Who I am is defined by my actions and the little things that I do. And so this tattoo is so important to me because, yes, Proverbs 31 is something I should strive to be. But it's not something I will ever fully meet. And that's okay. And I want any of you out there who have had something like this happen where you feel like, Everyone around you is picking everyone else because they're something specific and you're not that specific thing. It's okay. The right person's going to find you and they're going to want and love and cherish you just the way you are. And I want you to wait for that because finding that is worth more than settling for someone who doesn't really see you. I settled for two years. For someone that I thought saw me. I thought they really saw me and loved me and wanted me and in the end they did not want me or loved or loved me the way I was. They kept trying to change me and I was tired of being changed. So if you're settling for less, don't. You deserve more. So much more. So... I'm going to uh, close this out here with another one of my poems. Like I said in my first episode, I'm going to try to put one to go with every episode um, that I've written or will write. Um, This one's called The Hardest Person to Love Was Always Yourself. You, who is so full of love, you drinker of black coffee, oh, you lover of art, with your fiery hair and quick-witted tongue, you, the girl with a bottomless heart full of lonely nights, sipping red wine as loaded tears slowly dance down your face. Love you, yourself, with all of your beautiful flaws and mismatched pieces. Do not try to contort your body into society's pre made box. Let their fingers trace the lines of your beauty. Open up to the idea that you, yourself, are worthy of being loved. Thank you um, for listening today. I know that this one went a little bit long, but I just had a lot to say. This was something that I felt I needed to talk about, and I'm hoping someone who hears this can be helped by it. So thank you, and I will see you guys in the next episode.